if kids are good athletes and train a certain way, I think they can really learn and adapt to increase their measurables and get better on that side that some kids might just not have that physical ability. The, the technology and the advancements there have really changed how I approach things as well. And I think it should be changing anyone who's in professional scouting on the on the major league side, but also on the, on the college side. And some people just refuse to acknowledge that the advancement in technology is that important. And I, I just don't understand it because if it makes me better at my job, I don't understand why I wouldn't want that information. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Welcome back to the Farm System Podcast, your home for baseball development. We're here for you, by you, and with you. I'm your co-host, Joey Cunha. And I'm Bo Callis. This podcast is designed for coaches, players, scouts, really anyone looking to further their development in the game of baseball. Here at the Farm System, we take pride in being lifelong learners, and we are here to be a bridge from where you are to where you're going. We'd like to welcome back our veteran listeners. We're happy to grow with you again. We'd also like to welcome our first-time listeners, the rookies. Don't worry, every vet was once a rookie. This podcast is brought to you by our partners over at Rapsodo, Measure to Master. Rapsodo brings powerful insights to, into every pitch. They help players and coaches improve their performance through real data. On this episode, we sit down with Justin Musel, founder of Elite Sports Advising and host of the Baseball Recruiting Confidential podcast. Pull up a seat, grab your notepad. Here's Justin Musel. Welcome back to the Farm System. We're here with Justin Musel, founder of Elite Sports Advising and host of the BRC podcast. Justin, we appreciate you taking some time out of your day to sit down and chat with us here at the Farm System. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, awesome. Well, you know, a, a big part, Justin, why we wanted to have you on is, again, obviously not only with uh, the recruiting aspect, but definitely part of the podcast and everything else you have going on over there. You have a lot of values from some different angles that you can really add to our listeners. So we wanted to get you on, pick your brain for a little bit, and, uh, you know, really just try to learn from you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. I love the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And Justin, before we transition to some of the meat of the show, do you mind giving our listeners a little background of yourself by taking them through your journey to get to this point in your career? Yeah, sure. No problem. So my journey is kind of interesting. Um, I mean, I'll kind of take it back. I don't want to get too long on this, but going back to uh, my area of study and all that, um, I, I went to a JC and then I, I transferred from there, uh, played a little college ball. But my my area of interest was biomechanics and business. That was kind of the the combo um, of what I was really interested in in college. And um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with a lot of that. Uh, I, I thought at one point that I wanted to really be more on the strength conditioning side. So uh, after college, I, I did do that for about a year and a half, trained a lot of athletes, a lot of baseball players specifically, and uh, really enjoyed that. But that's not what I wanted to do long term. So I was kind of searching and, and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I, I ended up um, kind of getting into the corporate world a little bit and just really didn't like that at all. So at about 25 years old, just kind of decided I, I really need to get into baseball. And my passion was actually uh, the biomechanics side and the movement side, but it was also scouting. 
And so I started searching out uh, different things on how I can how I could get into major league scouting, uh, major league baseball scouting. And so that's what I did. And um, I ended up taking a, a job with a, with a company and um, I did that for about a year and I was a, a scouting uh, director and decided that um, on that front that that wasn't what I wanted to do uh, on the on the private sector. And so through that experience, so I just kind of came up with some ideas on the recruiting process and scouting and, and how it all works. And I felt like there were some some huge gaps in the process that I felt like we could really capitalize on in a sense of really helping kids and, uh, and, and, and coaches, actually, because I felt like there was a huge piece missing with true scouting and, and how that worked. And so basically just formulated a plan to start elite sports advising and I started that in, in January of, of 2012 and we hit the ground running and, and uh, it's become uh, way bigger than I ever would have thought. And so we're really fortunate. We have a lot of good people working for us and helping us. So, um, but that's, that's how I've gotten to this point. Man, that's awesome. And, you know, a big part of that and, you know, Bo and I can definitely uh, share this perspective as well, but I really wanted you to dive into, you know, what you believe is an athlete's biggest hurdle when it comes to being, you know, recruited or seen. Yeah, I think this is a pretty wide open question. Uh, I think it's a good question. We get it a lot. To me, it's it's kind of, I'll just kind of give the answer and then there's more to it. So I, I think it's finding the right fit in a school. A lot of people might think it's exposure. Um, there are some other, you know, other things that people might think. I just think it's finding the right fit because knowing the coaching styles, the academics of the academic of the school, uh, coaching personality, philosophies, how that player might fit in there is all a part of that finding the right fit. And, and sometimes kids just think and parents think, well, it's just about coaches seeing me. So I just got to get to these showcases. I have to get to these camps and they, they definitely have a role. I'm not, I'm not uh, disregarding that camps and showcases aren't important, but if you're not a, if you're not an ACC guy going to a Clemson camp, isn't going to help you. That exposure is irrelevant. And so I think that that hurdle with knowing which schools to target um, are really important. And that's a part of finding the right fit with the athletic side and the academic side. Yeah, man, that's good. And, and obviously that comes from, you know, your experience in scouting, recruiting and evaluating, but also having relationships with the schools and the coaches that you're trying to bridge the gap between. And obviously uh, with your experience, what would you say are some of the biggest indicators you look for when you're evaluating a player's future ceiling and, or upside? Yeah, so I'm a big movement guy. Um, I, I a lot of it, it to me is is more more eye tests. Um, so I, I it's two parts. So you have the actual measurables, and then you have kind of the movement and eye test. So I kind of go through different phases in in what I'm looking for. Um, up front, it might sound simple, but I'm looking for athleticism. I'm looking for easy arm action. Uh, for for positional guys and, and hitters, I'm looking for a bat whip to see what kind of hands they have, kind of strength they might have, um, and body type. There's all of those types of things, but then I'm also I'm also wanting to see the measurables. And so, if I go see a kid and, and he plays really great, and we're you know I'm really interested, and I look and I see that he's a seven five sixty, his exit velo is actually an eighty one. Um, you know that doesn't translate usually as a shortstop at the division one level. And so we try to really take a, a combo 
um, approach where we combine the two and, and really try to marry them as, as much as we can. And I think if you do that and you're able to uh, see those things in a player, I, I think you can kind of predict a little bit better what their future ceiling is or their upside is. You know, if it, but a big piece of that to me is the athleticism and the body type. I, I think if if kids are good athletes and train a certain way, I think they can really uh, learn and adapt on the baseball side to increase their measurables and get better on that side that some kids might just not have that physical ability. Yeah, that's a great answer. And and one thing, you know, we've had a, a number of uh, scouts on to this point in the podcast as well. And, you know, one thing I like to pick everybody's brain about, because it obviously is a pretty difficult task when you're looking at these players is, you know, what, what do you believe makes evaluating athletes so difficult? Yeah, that's a good question. I think what's tricky about it is um, you have the performance side, which is really, really important. And then you have the actual measurable side. And as, as we all know, you can watch players in high school who do everything performance-wise that you would want, but, but they're not necessarily translating to be a great college baseball player, if we, if we talk about specifically with baseball. And so it's trying to see through that. Um, and so, you know, that's what makes it so difficult is, is you have these, these different players that you're seeing and you're trying to evaluate where they're at right now, but you're also trying to see where they're at, where they're going to be in three, four years. And if, if they are what they are and they don't have a ton of talent, but they're just kind of a grinder at the high school level and they, they make it happen. Uh, that's great, but that's not going to work at the college level. And so you're trying to, you're trying to see through some of that stuff. Yeah, man, that's a great point. And um, kind of want to touch on something you mentioned earlier. I think part of the bridge between measurables and the eye test is some of the technological tools that are being mm -hmm. implemented into the game, kind of the way the game's going nowadays. Um, what effect have you seen that that evolution and advancements of technology has on scouting and recruiting? And then how do you see those two coexisting? Yeah, I think it's um, it definitely is affecting um, scouting. Uh, it, the the evolution of that, the, the technology and the advancements there, ha have really changed how I approach things as well. And I think it should be changing anyone who's in professional scouting on the on the major league side, but also on the on the college side because you have to look at both um, because like. The eye test, and, and there is definitely an art to that in scouting and, and understanding players and what you see. I think that's definitely an art, so I don't want to take away from that. But but you can also be fooled. And so by by combining those two, um, what I've seen is, is the evolution has become a little bit of – the combination of the two has become a little bit more of you take those two and you, you're able to – uh, put it towards a player and, and a, have that evaluation be much more in depth. And, uh, and I think it's actually a better predictor to use the both, both of those to predict the future for that player. And so um, what they're going to be and what their upside is and, and all of that, I think knowing the combination of the two is really, really important. But if you miss one of the pieces, so if you just have the measurables and you're just going off of that, but you don't actually have the scouting side of it to where you're going out and you're seeing the player, I think you can miss big time. And I think you can do it the other way where you miss big time by just scouting and not knowing the measurables and some of the more in-depth things, maybe like a spin rate or something like that. I think those things can be really important. Um, and then how do they coexist? 
uh, I think they have to. I think we're foolish not to use both. Um, and if, if we're not using both, I, I feel like we're not using the data and the, the information that we have. And I've been around a lot of other really high-level scouts in Major League Baseball as well. And some people just refuse to uh, acknowledge that the advancement in technology is that important. And I, I just don't understand it because if it makes me better at my job, I don't understand why I wouldn't want that information. So I'm not going to dictate what I think about a player based on the technology and maybe some of the measurables, but it's going to be a part of it for sure. And if I don't use that, I think it's just foolish. So I think they have to coexist. And I, I think they will coexist more and more as we go here over the next several years. Well, you know, Justin, just because I know that you're a fortune teller, I'm going to ask you this question. Um, <laughs> how do you see recruiting? How do you see recruiting changing in the next five years as the you know technology continues to advance and becomes you know more spread out throughout the nation? Yeah, I think we've seen some ebbs and flows in this um, because recruiting is always changing and information that we're able to gather is is getting better and better. I think that's that's a big thing. What I think is going to happen over the next five years with the advancement of technology is I think I think schools are going to be able to, uh, I would say, get get one foot in on a lot of guys without having seen them in person. And so I've, I'm already seeing that a lot where they're not necessarily offering a kid or doing anything like that, but but they're pretty sure they want a guy and they're one foot in the door and it's like, hey, Justin, I'm, I'm going to fly in. I think if I see what everything that I know based on the measurables and the video, I'm pretty sure I'll just call him an offer if he is what I think he's going to be. And what, what that does is it moves it along really well to where um, if – if you're, uh, if you're Coach Lafferty, Carl Lafferty, who's a good friend of mine at Ole Miss, you might not have to fly and see a pitcher throw four times. Uh, you can gather a bunch of different information, and maybe you just go see him one time and make that decision. And I think that's kind of where we're going now. And, and some people think it's kind of crazy, but I think you can see a lot in, in uh, one game or two games with the, with the measurables and the information that we have. Um, especially if you have people that you trust in your corner, I, I think it just is very possible. And so I, I see the big change being where schools pull the trigger a little bit quicker because they just have more information. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Justin, you mentioned this a couple of times throughout the show to this point. Uh, I want you to really drive it home for our listeners with all your experiences scouting and recruiting. How has that experience uh, allowed you to recognize talent at that professional level? and then levers those strengths towards the mission you have there with Elite Sports Advising? Well, it makes us better scouts, right? It makes me a better scout. I'm around a lot of people who who know a lot more more than I do, and I would consider myself someone who always wants to learn. And so if you can get around certain people, not everybody has that opportunity, and I've been able to do that. And so if if uh, with with that, and if I can become a better scout every every week, every day, if I can become a better evaluator, where it really helps our players that we work with is we just become very, very trusted by the college coaches. And I think the foundation of what we do at Elite Sports Advising is actually our scouting because that's where our credibility stands. And so if a coach calls us on a player, we are trying to to give them the most accurate scouting report on that player possible. 
we want it to be where if they go see that player, it's exactly what we told them it was going to be. Because in that, what it does is it, it A, it helps the coach understand exactly what the player is and, and then they can either decide whether they want that player or not and pursue them or not. But the second thing is, is for the player, it's a huge advantage because we want them to get to a school that is a good fit. So we don't want to, we don't want to fool coaches. And sometimes I think play, players and parents feel like, oh, well, if he has a great game in front of this coach or that coach, then maybe they offer and, and that'll be great. If, if once he gets there, you know, he, he'll be successful. I don't believe that. I don't want to fool a coach because once the player gets there, if they're not talented enough, or maybe mentally they can't handle certain things or whatever, if that's not a good fit, they're going to get swallowed up. So we don't want them to go to a school and never step on the field and the coach isn't happy because they don't understand, you know, there's just, there's so many things with it, but just understanding what the player is from the coach's side and the player's side is really important. So I think from our end, how we've really been able to leverage that is just knowing a lot about scouting and, and having that credibility within college baseball has been really, really big for us. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And, you know, I really wanted you to open up as well, because I'm sure there's a story behind this here is, you know, what, what drove your desire to start elite sport uh, advising? Yeah, I think it's uh, uh, several different things. I, I think if I start at the root of it, actually, I'm from an area in Wisconsin where not a super small area, but we had a ton of talented players and um, we were a really good high school team. And I just kind of started seeing like with myself included, it just didn't happen to where like the coaches just found you if you were good enough, like the, that old myth, like if you're good enough, they'll find you. And I, I've always kind of struggled with that because I mean, I was doing things and we had, I had teammates that were doing things that I would have thought with, with that sort of attention, they would have found us. And so um, of course, many of them had options and stuff, but it wasn't options that at the level that they probably should have had. So that's probably the root of it is just where I, where I come from and what I've, what I've been through. I think anywhere you just, it's a very competitive, uh, recruiting process. And, and that was a little while ago now, but, you know, fast forward now to today's world, it's even a faster pace. Um, that's, that's kind of what drove my desire though, was, was initially just knowing how, Hey, I was told my whole high school career, how, how it was this way. Or my high school coach would put in a couple calls and like all of these things that you still hear today and it just didn't happen. And so then I was kind of left and my parents were left kind of trying to figure it out. And so what, what we try to do with lead sports advising is just give clarity, whatever your options might be, whether you're a, a high level division two guy, or you're a big time division one guy, we just want to provide clarity so that you understand where you're fitting in. And then the options that you have at the end of the day are your options. But if you don't even know where to start and in the process, you're shooting for the wrong schools or whatever, you're just not going to get anywhere. And so in sitting back in the process certainly doesn't help. And so that was kind of where my passion really started, my desire. And, and now it's kind of taken on a whole <laughs> it's kind of taking on a new life because it still is happening and the pace of the process is so fast now that if you get left behind, you can really hurt yourself. Yeah. I love it, man. That's great. And as you prefaced earlier with your interest in both business and the game of baseball, uh, you didn't stop there. Um, can you kind of give our listeners an inside scoop of the baseball recruiting 
confidential podcast, uh, some things you cover, and then how is that a valuable resource for the baseball community? Yeah, so the Baseball Recruiting Confidential podcast was something that um, I decided to launch to give us a platform to share information and have coaches on to share information. And what we try to do is basically give an inside look. And that was the idea behind Confidential is just what can you hear on this podcast that you maybe wouldn't hear elsewhere? And we've, we've had some incredible insight on there that a lot of people that we hear a lot, but the public doesn't hear a lot and players and parents or high school coaches, club coaches, other college coaches. And so we just want to get that information out there. And so that's kind of uh, the idea behind Baseball Recruiting Confidential is just to educate people on the, on the recruiting process, how it, how it actually is, um, the reality of it. But then also to dive into some different topics, um, you know, we, we did one on the five tools, for example, with the University of Minnesota assistant coach and, and recruiting coordinator, and just really went specifically position by position on what he's looking for and what it takes. And I, I think just knowing those things for players and parents can really be beneficial. Um, and then the other side of it, too, is, I mean, w- we want players and parents to be as educated as possible. And so obviously we've, we've had a lot of success with the podcast and it, it makes me happy when parents or players email us and, and let us know, hey, I had no idea this is how it was. Thanks for your insight on that. That's exactly why we do the podcast because we just want people to know the facts. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, one thing, you know, I wanted you to open up as well, especially with a lot of our listeners being uh, different coaches, I wanted you to open up why your podcast is also such a great resources for coaches themselves. And, um, you know, if they're developing, developing themselves on the side of recruiting. Yeah, I think it's, it's a great podcast to listen to because they're listening to other coaches uh, give information on how they go about their business. And so whether it be Carl Lafferty at Ole Miss or, uh, Matt Heiserman at University of San Francisco or or anyone on the podcast, whether it be D3, D1, JUCO or whatever, coaches that we bring on have a lot of great information. So I think for other coaches to listen to it, it's extremely beneficial because I think they can take some things away from the podcast that they might not know. Um, and so I think peer to peer, if you're looking at it that way, I think it's always good to be listening to other people, especially the people we're having on. They're, they're very successful within the industry. So listening to them and how they go about their business or what their thoughts are, I think it's actually an extremely valuable tool for them as well. It sounds like a, a tremendous resource for really anybody in the game. And we appreciate you opening up that for us, but also sharing your perspectives through the airways to our listeners. And if any of them would like to reach out to you about anything that we've covered today, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, I think the best way to reach out is uh, just via email Justin at elitesportsadvising.com. Um, that's, that's my email. I respond to every email that I get so people can, can reach out to me directly. Um, and you can, they can also follow us on Twitter at Elite Sports ADV. Um, and then our, our podcast is Baseball Recruiting Confidential. We're on all the main platforms like iTunes and Spotify and all that. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I always love interaction with people. Uh, as you guys know, as a when you run, when you host a podcast, there's a lot of interaction. That's, that's extremely fun. So I always enjoy when people reach out. Absolutely. Well, Hey, Justin, again, thank you so much for jumping on with us and uh, giving back to the game and continually doing, uh, you know, what you do. Um, again, that exposure, I know that's what it was. Me and Bo would have made it. We just needed a little bit more exposure, you know? So thank you so much for what you do for the game and, uh, you know, helping athletes get some different looks 
um, and giving them some great advising when it comes to where the right fit for them is as well. So thanks again for jumping on with us. Hey, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate uh, you guys having me on and, and you guys do a great job. I love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, fellas. Man, it's so awesome to get to sit down with Justin and pick his brain and Bethany around the recruiting side. This call takeaway is brought to you by Silverback Sports. Silverback Sports is the alpha when it comes to arm care and training essentials. Silverback's training products are constructed from premium materials and are designed to be durable and dependable to withstand the toughest and most rigorous throwing or training programs. Visit shopsilverback.com to see their entire line of high-quality products at very affordable prices. Also, follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to stay up to date at Shop Silverback. That's at Shop Silverback. Yeah, man, it was great to get, get to get Justin on the show. What was your biggest call takeaway, Joey? Um, I think my biggest call takeaway is definitely, you know, I've, I've heard it, uh, again, said multiple different ways. But again, I loved how he emphasized uh, the right fit, you know, for a program. You know, you don't want to get a guy there um, to the wrong school, even if you get him in. It's not just getting there. It's staying there. It's, you know, thriving there. So I love the idea, again, of the same point of, getting to these schools and when you're getting when you're getting to these uh, different areas you know justin's just not trying to just get play people to these schools he's trying to make sure that they thrive at these schools and also too there's also a great um you know exception by the coach as well they want to have a great uh, athlete that produces for them as well and it's a great fit for their program so it's kind of a win-win on that side but how about you Bo? yeah man great minds think alike uh, my biggest takeaway was uh, recruiting process is a team effort you know the best fit always isn't where we want to go as a player, but uh, where we fit in the best as a player. And same for coaches, you know, maybe the most talented kid or the kid we want isn't a great fit for our program. So uh, it's important to keep that in mind and to understand um, the recruiting process is dynamic and we can never undervalue that. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, Justin did a great job of, um, uh, you know, unpacking a lot of those issues when it comes to recruiting and some different ideals on that side of things. So it's a great episode to share on, uh, you know, that side of stuff. Um, you know, recruiting is big with every single uh, school, with everyone, even, even when it comes to business, you know, recruiting and finding the right fit is, is huge. Um, so, you know, again, great episode to share. Guys, make sure to reach out and contact us. We, anytime you, you guys think we could have an, a different guest on, um, anytime you think that you love the quote from the show, again, quote this show, get a, re, a quick retweet from Bo and I and also the farm system. Uh, great things for you guys to share and, and grow your network. But from us and our partners over at Rapsodo. Until next time, Farm System out.